Monday, July 3rd, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it is always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe in God's power to save. Don't go to hell. Go to heaven. Amen. Are you giving away your freedom? Imagine a relay race. You have the baton, you're running, and all of a sudden there is a relay race where someone's in front of you and you're supposed to pass the baton to them for them to finish the race. This is what I will call batoning. If we live in the day and age where people can create genders and pronouns and they can force words and particles of speech onto other people out of figments of their imagination straight from the pits of hell, I don't think that I can't make up the, the word batoning. Batoning, to, ha to pass off the baton, to give the baton to another. The pretext here is that you are running a race and that if you pass your baton to somebody else, it is as though you are giving up your responsibility, your duty, your participation in running the race. Of course, that is wrong. There's a portion in scripture that talks about Paul, when Paul says that he has run the race, he has finished the race, he has kept the faith. And I believe his point is not nothing physical at all. I think that he's making it to where he says he's running, running the race that is laid out before him. He is running to reach the prize, to win the prize. There is no batoning your freedom. There is no batoning to one another, to another, what God has given you. In our government, I believe that our politics and our government is based on bad thinking, and I believe that the core issue is that people have batoned their freedom. And so the process of batoning your freedom looks like an election season. It looks like political campaigns. I repent, and I've participated in this in the past, under the subtext that if you elect me, things will get better. I will able to. I will be able to accomplish things. We will be able to change the world if just I'm in office. Make no doubt, every single person who's ever, ever run for office, at some level, varying degrees of course, has thought that they will be able to improve things if they won. And so victory of a campaign is the politician's precondition to be able to gallivant and use power. To be able to say things and do things. And so there is a process by which people approach power. There's a, there's a job interview, and politics is a job interview that's really conditioned on marketing. And so I want to lay out for you a little bit today just on how people who are running for office are asking for your vote, they're asking for a job, they're vying for power and privilege and position. And I believe that the subtext is that they think that you are batoning your freedom. I think that politicians, I think that most people today running for office and most Americans believe that whenever someone gets in office, they have power and they get to use that power. And while that is true, certainly, if you've paid attention to the free common law, the free $1 million common law seminar available at commonlawpeople.com, commonlawpeople.com, free $1 million common law seminar. It's all there. You enter the email, click the button, you get lots of stuff for free. Why? Because it's free. And it's, it's, it's the knowledge that you need to, to live your life, save the nation, honor God. Amen. But I believe that most politicians believe that whenever they get into orifice, they're able to use power because they believe that people are batoning their freedom. And I want to point that out, that you're not. You are not batoning your freedom. You are not powerless to these government actors and servants, these politicians, whenever they get power, whether it's a valid election or not, you are not powerless and you don't have to wait till the next election cycle. That's the first pattern disruption that should be hitting your brain is the fact that, wait, 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 we don't have to wait for the next election to use power? Correct. The Common Law Seminar at commonlawpeople.com will show you exactly what to do. But here's this other thing is that you'll notice this. This is Mike Pence website, Mike Pence campaign website for president. You notice how it has a uh, Mike R. Pence and a Karen Pence section. Meet the wife. Not, not really anything about his policy proposals. Just really something opportunity to meet his wife. As though we need to know who Karen Pence is in order for in, in order or before we make the decision about who Mike Pence is. Now think about this. Really, really think about this. 
You're running for president. You're the former vice president. You want to accomplish things. You want to do things. And instead of having on your website what your policy proposals are, what you'll do in office when you get the power, you don't have that, but you do have the opportunity for us to meet Karen Pence. Oh, she loves puppy dogs and the color yellow, daffodils, and she crochets on the weekend. <laughs> While she's not reading the Bible. When she's not reading the Bible, she's crocheting. Look at this. Picture perfect market ready packaged family. Bought off by banks, bought off by China, bought off by deep state interests. Liar, traitorous, schemer who stabbed Trump in the back and the American people. He didn't count the votes as per 12th Amendment, but I digress. Why do I need to meet your wife, Mike Pence? Because there's a subtext. Here's where I'm going to stamp on some toes. There is a feminist subtext in American politics that you have to know the family or the wife or the kids. You have to have the complete picture in order to assess the ideas, and that is just dumb. I need to know who his wife is. Well, why do you need to know who his wife is? Now, I believe that in the Bible, Paul says that you're a husband of one wife. That your kids need to be in the Lord. That they can't be unruly. They can't be rebellious. And then he goes on to talk about the man shall not be given away to filthy lucre. Shouldn't be someone who is, uh, you know, flamboyant and just, you know, unruly. Should be someone who's meditating on the word. Who's rightly dividing the word of truth. Speaking about the character of the man. And the character is evidence over time. But that's not what's going on here. What's going on here is, here's my wife, I'm running for president, there's plenty of stuff I want to do, but first you need to meet my wife. I believe that that's a feminist thing. Uh, I, I, you know, I believe that that is an ex you know, almost exclusively a woman consideration. I don't care about the man's wife, what are his credentials, what are her credentials, what are they going to do when they're in office? Okay? The wife's important, but what's your position on the border what like do you support marriage as the bible def defines or are you like pence did the other week going to say well you know i'm i'm, I'm libertarian and so i'm not going to try to you know just so soft stepping homosexuality soft stepping fornication sexual immorality this man's supposed to be a christian and yet he can't speak specifically to what the bible teaches about fornication because he's running for president and he knows that society sucks and it's and it's lowered sexual standards means that he's got to market himself to where he gets the biggest base to get the most votes to get into power. This is marketing. And again, all of this is based on the auspice that they think that you are batoning your freedom. You are giving power to these people. You are giving away your freedom to these people. And I just think that it's wrong. And just for clarity's sake, um, Ron DeSantis has this too. This is Ron DeSantis' campaign website. He's got a meet Ron DeSantis and a meet Casey DeSantis. You need to get to know these people before you give them power. I just think that's stupid. I think that's a marketing gimmick. I think it's dumb. Now, I want to go into Arizona if we can. This is Legislative District 17. Now, see if you can see this. LD17, choose your fighters as though this is some type of video game or these guys are the gladiators to be in the arena to fight off the big deep state and the government and defend your rights. Now, it's true. Government officials are supposed to defend your rights. But here's the choices. You have Pima County Democrat Party on the left. You've got a drag show with a dude wearing a dress, complete sexual deviant. And then on the right, you've got, you know, these uh, Arizona Representative Rachel Jones, and she's got guns wearing high heels, standing in front of a building with, you know, makeup on. Now, I'm not trying to disparage. Now, don't give me, don't hear me wrong. My politics would clearly agree with the, the ladies on the right. Almost definitely. But what are they messaging here? Well, the Democrats, to jihad this a little bit, the Democrats are messaging what? It's a drag show, comedy, solidarity. We are absolutely woke and we're proud of it. Our resistance is joy and power. So they're using marketing gimmicks to speak to um, you know, morals or things like joy and stuff like that to, make to, to appeal the emotion of their people. There's no reason here. There's no rationale. There's no policy position. It's, hey, I'm a fornicator. Vote for me. That's all this is. And then likewise, if you flip it on the other side, what do you got? You have two women wearing you know uh business casual i guess jeans and a business suit so that's not a dress that's not what you know traditionally women would wear and then they've got these uh you know these these firearms looks like one's a, a shotgun and looks like one's an ar-15 
And then they've got high heels to accentuate their femininity. I can't even talk. So there's a contrast there. Here's here is high heels, and then here's guns, and then here's a business suit, and then we're we're made up with our makeup. And this is supposed to say what? Second Amendment. So that right there is your Second Amendment. Does that, for in your mind, men or women, ring as though that's going to be a militia? Is this what your militia looks like? Is this what your right to militia to defend your nation looks like? Or is this really what I see? It's an emotional appeal. Now, for me, it's appealing to emotions that I have. It's affirming my bias. I want conservatism. I want my Second Amendment. I want my right to militia. I want those things. So clearly, I would be not on the side of the fornicators. I would be on the side of the Second Amendment people. But you got to have the awareness that that's an emotional appeal. There's no policy statement. It's just hashtag 2A. As though because you're standing with firearms, wearing, you know, politician clothes or whatever, that somehow the Second Amendment's going to be, you know, defended? The Second Amendment wasn't defended unless people use it and, and uh, assert it. There have been a couple court cases recently speaking expressly to the fact that if you're one of the people, the government by text doesn't have an interest to say that you're not one of the people, which is a common law perspective, which is a constitution perspective. Has nothing to do about women wearing high heels or carrying AR-15s or being dolled up in front of a government building. Has everything to do with the fact that what does the constitution say? And so from this regard, the marketing to the people, because the people have been conditioned to baton their freedom, they've batoned their freedom, they've given it away to these fighters. I mean, look at that. They even say, choose your fighters. This, I mean, like this says, choose your fighters, as though it's a video game. And so because people have been conditioned to, I'm going to go fight for you. Okay, I'm going to elect them because they're a fighter. What fighting do they do? They tweet. They do podcasts. They put their name on a bill that a lobbyist read that they were told that if they do, they get money, but then they'll turn around and tell the public, this is going to defend your rights. Well, why do you need a statute to defend what's written in the Constitution? Like, this does, this stuff doesn't make sense to me. That's why I'm pointing it out. I'm saying that this is dumb. I'm saying that this is gay. I'm saying that this is absurd. It's stupid. And because it's stupid and people go along with it, we get, choose your fighter. On the left, you have a man wearing a dress caked with makeup as though applied by a shotgun blast of makeup applicator and on the right you've got two proud strong women wearing business attire carrying guns while wearing high heels America choose your fighters fight that's dumb this is dumb now again my bias is going to be for the conservatives the people that want the second amendment and I, you know, I don't even know, I don't know Rachel Jones. I didn't look into her politics. I probably agree with a lot of what's going on. What I'm trying to point out is the batoning of our freedom has happened because our politics has gotten away from what is written and what is true, what is the law, to do you want the drag show people in office? Because if you don't vote for these women in business casual that have the AR-15, I'm going to vote for her because she's got guns and she's got high heels. So she's 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 both a mom and a businesswoman and a leader. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. I'd be more impressed if you just showed me all the kids that you had. At which point I would be like, why are you running for office? Why don't you go build generations? Why don't you take care and tend the generations that you're already growing, that, you're, that you've been blessed to, 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 uh, to shape, Instead of running for office and being a sworn servant to the people, uh, you know, uh, to do a very limited function according to the Constitution. And this is because I believe that the American people have in their heads that they are literally giving power to these people that those people can then turn around and use on them. I mean, that's the whole subtext here. The whole subtext is choose your fighters. Do you want the drag queen? in power to use it against you or do you want the woman who carries a gun wearing high heels in power to not use it against you when the entire thing is you guys can't use any power against us does that make sense and so we're sitting here thinking about you know is it the right or the left the democrat the Repu we're, we're thinking about these characterizations all the while it's assuming the sale that whenever they get into power they have the opportunity to use the power against us when it should be who's in office well i don't know 
but they're using power against me. Let's go use common law actions and crush them. Let's go stand on our rights and have government defer and give deference and bend the knee to the sovereigns, which is the people. Why don't we do that? That's the America that I was given. That's the America that the founders uh, won for us. That's the America that's on paper. That's the America that's true. This ranges in the presidential campaign too. Here is an ad I posted on Telegram. I'll play it in its full. With respect to Ron DeSantis, this is an attack ad from DeSantis against Trump. I believe that Trump is vulnerable on the LGBTQ issue, the fornication issue. But let's just watch this and watch it with the mind that says that this is trying to stoke and evoke emotion. And I'll ask you right now, what is the presupposition of this video? What does this video and its content creators, the intended audience, what are they supposed to believe? And based on what they're supposed to believe, what's really at stake in this video? Commentary follows. I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens. If Caitlyn Jenner were to walk into Trump Tower, and want to use the bathroom, you would be fine with her using any bathroom she chooses. That is correct. In the future, can transgender women compete in this universe? Yes. Make America great again. most draconian laws that literally threaten trans existence. Congratulations, Ron DeSantis. Mission accomplished. You win. There's a lot of conflating images and messages there. The first is that Trump is vulnerable on fornication because he doesn't have a biblical sexual ethic. There's just no getting around that. He's wrong. He absolutely needs to repent. Uh, he absolutely needs to repent. He's he's wrong. Um, that's I just think that's clear. DeSantis is a trickier nut to crack because I think that he's just as pro-homosexuality as Trump is. But you got to slice this thing with a razor's edge and recognize that DeSantis is positioning himself to embrace and accept all the lesbians and the homosexuals, but not the transgenders. That seems to be the dividing line. Well, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You can't say we'll accept 98% of fornicators, but then we just don't want these 2%. We'll accept the idolaters, we'll accept the adulterers, we'll accept the porn watchers, we'll accept the prostitutes, we'll accept the homosexuals, we'll accept all of these things, but we won't accept the transgenders. I think that's a disingenuous position, but if you bring this up, one, you probably get canceled from social media, so we'll see if I get nuked. And then two, you have to understand that if you're going to use the Bible as a Christian, which is what I'm trying to do here, if you're going to use the Bible you got to recognize we got to pull the log out of our own eyes before we check the speck in the others. You'll find that the government, especially the federal government, has got no public jurisdiction to monitor or promote um, this type of sexuality. Why is it a conversation whether we should or should not? It, it shouldn't even be a consideration. In an express public trust, your constitution, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that they can support or deny transgender. There is, there are elements in the Constitution that point to decency, that point to morality, that point to the rights of people. Now, I'll even go one step further because this is where a lot of you know Christians and Americans today just fail. They hear the argument, well, it's a free country, my body, my choice. That is a reinterpretation of freedom and liberty and rights away from the common law tradition, which specifically says Christianity is part of the common law. And if Christianity, that's a maxim of law. And so if Christianity is part of the common law, Christianity says to flee fornication, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, what, 18? 
And so if we're supposed to flee fornication, and fornication is anything that is outside of God's standard of marriage and sexual ethic, uh, Genesis 2.24, a man shall leave his parents and join his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That is the biblical sexual ethic. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what the Bible says. That's what Christ affirms. That's what the apostles affirm. That's the truth. Now, people don't want to hear that, but what they're doing right now is they're using their depravity to hijack the government, to make the government impose and compel people to have that belief because they've, they've accepted the fact that people are batoning their freedom. Because people have given up their freedom to government, the champions, the fighters, now the fighters in government are now going to say, well, I'm, you know, I'm for all these fornicators, but not the transgenders. That's what DeSantis is doing here. DeSantis sent two onesies to Dave Rubin and his homosexual partner after they rented the wombs of women and have a stockpile of frozen breast milk in their refrigerator. DeSantis is no different. He's affirmed homosexuality. That's debauchery. That's an abomination. Now, if this is stepping on your toes, amen. Because I don't like this as a public policy. I want all of these people way back in the closet because what they're doing is they're perverting children, they're degrading society, they're getting away from truth. And currently now, one of the national pop, uh, topics is whether or not are we going to support transgenders or are we going to support not transgenders? How about the fact that you build families? How about the fact that the government defends rights and people don't have a right to switch their gender because God didn't give them that? If they do, they are idolaters and they're not using what God gave them responsibly. They're trespassing, which is a way of saying sinning. They're sinning against God. And the way that we should treat that is to identify it as sin and bring them the gospel because they're in trespass and risk of going to hell and not the fact that they're a freaking voting block. I don't care that they've got an electoral basis or a fundraising apparatus. It's the fact that they are now using government to cudgel Christians, to cudgel other people into compliance and acquiescence. And I'm saying... You've got the right, one, to express against that. It's your protected, defended right, which is why at the very beginning of this stream, it says I'm executing, I'm uh, exercising my rights, Article 2, Section 22 of the Oklahoma Constitution. That's free speech. Use free speech. If my speech harms somebody, swear to the truthfulness of it and come get me. Come get me in court. We won't go by statute. We'll go by the common law. We will move according to the common law if my speech hurts you, if it harms you. But we have such a, uh, an unnatural, un-American, unconstitutional understanding of what the law is in this nation that this is what the commentary is. And then the DeSantis people are going to try to style him as the Wolf of Wall Street, the dude that was uh, shysting people with uh, um, you know, penny stocks as though they were blue, blue stocks or like, uh, what's it, um, blue chip stocks. So they want him to be a new wolf. I don't want a wolf. I don't want a wolf. I want an obedient servant that whenever they raise the hand, they're not going to run and go fleece the flock. They're not going to go hunt people down. I want them to do the freaking job that they said they were going to do when they swore the oath. And the Constitution's written, so it ain't that hard. Unless, of course, you're a publicly educated American today and you can't read until you're 15 years old, if that's the case. But then they also style him as what? Achilles? The guy that just, you know, was a mercenary for hire, goes around and fights another man's war because he's only good at fighting. I would ask, why are you fighting in Troy, Achilles? Who brought you there? Oh, you're there to be a renowned warrior fighting on behalf of somebody else who is at risk of losing what he thought was his. Which would beg the question, who's paying you, DeSantis? Who's, who's at risk of losing something? If you don't, if you DeSantis don't war against Trump, seems like uh, seems like there's groups of people, uh, you know, who who lose money and power and privilege if Trump gets elected. Hmm, interesting. And then of course, you know, you've got the the guy Patrick Bateman played by um, you know the Batman guy, and that's the American Psycho. This Chad business guy, you know, all genuflecting and in shape, and it's like deep underneath, he's really a psychotic killer. He's got an impulsive, insatiable desire to lust and hire prostitutes and then murder them in his bed, including having chainsaws that he rotates around and then drops from rotating spiral staircases. It's like, you know, it's like, what images do we want, you know, governing things? I mean, really unpack that. 
And it's supposed to be like playing to this base, Chad, Generation Z, Zoomer, masculine type of trope. And it's like, listen, guys, if your masculinity isn't grounded in Christ, then your masculinity is going to get you uh, the feminism of today. Because if your masculinity isn't given over to the greatest purpose and mission that it's supposed to be, that of the Great Commission, that of bringing the king, that of building and contributing to the kingdom of heaven, following Jesus, if your masculinity isn't tethered to Christ and not him as king, then you will set yourself up as king and you will get for yourself a collected harem from women all over the place. In this case today, you're just going to watch some porn. You're going to do whatever you want. You're going to be self-indulgent. You'll be slothful. You'll be lazy. You'll be dumb. You won't want to fight anything of worth. What you'll just be doing is sharing and posting to the internet as though that's sufficient for warring against the powers and principalities. We have weak men because men have batoned their freedom. They think that these champions whether it's the women from LD17 in the Arizona legislature, or it's Trump and DeSantis, that these people are going to be defending your freedom and doing things when the Constitution says that you're the people. And if you're the people, you're the ones with all political power. I do want to speak for Trump, however, and I want to play uh, this video. Uh, this is a Zoomer on the street asking other people what do they think about Trump. It's about two minutes long. There are curse words, so if you're watching with kids or you don't want bad language, I didn't clip it all out. Five, four, three, two, one. Donald Trump was here right now. What would you tell him? Now, I'll tell that boy, bring back the gas prices, bring back the bitches, bring back all that shit. That boy had to stay lit, man. You know what I'm saying? Trump 2024, you know what I'm saying? Forever. That boy, free Kodak, man. Trump or Biden? They both are non-factors, but at this point, Biden, just because he gave us some student loan, student loan relief. Trump. Trump? Why? He kept it real. And uh, he was himself. And we seen him. We ain't seen Biden. I ain't seen Biden. He fell off a bike, but I ain't seen him. If Donald Trump was here right now, what would you tell him? I tell Donald Trump that I love him from George Washington on down. Donald Trump, you are the number one president of all time, and the founding fathers will be proud. I think he should run for president. He's going to win presidency. So make sure you go and put your votes in for Trump. Daddy, we miss you so much, and so many people took you for granted, and they have no idea what they did. And now we're all struggling in the struggle with this senile old man in the White House, and people are broke. Trump 2024 all the way. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? So I look at him and I stare at him, I stare at him for like five seconds. I, and I, my question would be like, um, hey, Biden, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you thinking? You know, I mean, what is your problem? You got this country in a shoe. I mean, why are you doing this to everyone? I, th I think they're going to 25th um, Biden's act. You know, just I think they're going to 25th Amendment him. You know, I mean, how can they have this guy? I mean, he's he, he can barely walk. He can barely talk. Um, he has COVID. I'm, I'm afraid, man, if we get Kamala, man, oh my God. Trump 2024. Trump or DeSantis? I'm gonna be honest with you. I quit Trump, to be honest with you. Bro, for real, Trump really did this shit. And I like him because he's about money. It wasn't about no politics. He wanted to make America great again. Through Trump. You know what Trump did for us? Ron DeSantis didn't do shit for us. I only know who Trump is. So you rocking with Trump? Hey, yo, that boy Trump be making sure to get they bread. I ain't gonna lie. So you thinking Trump 2024? I'm thinking Trump for life. Trump for life? Yeah, Trump for life. I ain't gonna lie. Trump or Biden? Trump for sure, bro. Trump, let's go. Why? Because, uh, well, let's compare Biden. First off, he didn't really do anything for the color of my skin. You know, Trump, first, give me some money. I'm gonna say that. But actually, he's really good at uh, getting the prices down. His economics are insane. Like, he's an actual businessman. So I don't want some fucking drone like Biden in office. Sorry. Uh, he's clearly better than Biden. I don't know. I think he's probably the best president. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? You a bitch. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Cause, man, gay half. Bro, I ain't finna keep putting no hundred, thirty, forty-five out in my car. Man, listen, Joe Biden, you a hoe. I'm gonna tell you like that. That's all I gotta say for you a hoe. Yeah, and so <laughs> you gotta love people, man. Uh, they they speak fondly of Trump, and that, you know, just from a political perspective, DeSantis ain't gonna beat that.
It's just it's not going to happen. No one's going to beat Trump in the Republican primary. It's not going to happen. Um, now, someone will look at this and say, well, the people are waking up. Other people might look at this and be like, oh, how far our society has fallen. Um, at the same time, you notice that the common theme seemed to have been Trump put money in their pocket. Trump put money in their pocket. Now, I don't like the fact that he did it through the socialist uh, lockdown giveaway type things. But you recognize when government benefits the people, people appreciate the politicians. But taunting your freedom doesn't mean that government isn't supposed to help. Government exists for the defense of your rights. But because we've become so far away from what our foundation is, we're now looking for our politicians to do that. Yo, Trump would give me bread, bro. I ain't about to put no $135, $45 on my tank, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm, ain't gonna do that. Uh-uh, I'm for Trump. Amen. <laughs> like, I'm for Trump too, but it's like we gotta, we gotta recognize. Even if Trump was president for life, late 70s, you, you gotta start thinking, what is our responsibility post-Trump? What is our responsibility right now while he's running? I believe, this is my last point, I believe that God is giving people, specifically Christians in America, an opportunity to repent, to look to, to look to Jesus, to follow him. And the way that that looks, in my opinion, is that if you're going to vote for somebody, it is voting for someone who is an enemy of the current of the system as it's currently arrayed. Not an enemy like a, uh, I hate America, let's go fight the Constitution, but an enemy in the sense that if there's a government entity or organization effort that is going against the Constitution, the enemy would say, you can't do that because it's wrong and I want to do something against you. Okay? Amen. At the same time, this is where Christians got to get back to basics. You need to follow Jesus. You need to read the Bible. You need to pray. I believe you need to live local. You need to educate your kids. Get them out of the public school system. Localize your food supply. Love your neighbor left and right. Train tight shot groups. And then ultimately learn common law so that you understand what the law is, what the truth is, and how to express that if there is a controversy in the law. God doesn't need the majority. And that's the other thing. All of these people are running to win elections with majority of elected votes. We don't need that. You don't need that. You need the truth. But most importantly, we need God. Focus on Him. I just wanted to do a quick segment where I now say France is Africa. No doubt that you've been seeing the videos of a bunch of African illegal invaders into France burning the place down. Western European media is afraid to say these are Africans. These are not French people. They're destroying stuff. And because of that fear, the fear of being called a racist, the fear of pointing out the obviousness that these people aren't French. They're not from France, and they're destroying France. You can't say that without being called a racist and being, be being called canceled. Which, by the way, if you're in America, using common law actions to media entities that are in pursuit of constitutions is a very effective way to get reinstated onto internet services, especially whenever they shadow ban you. I got one coming from YouTube. You just watch. Mark it here. Um, but the idea is that, Af that, that France is Africa. This is a, um, a press release that's been translated into English. It says uh, they're going to shut things down. New measures enforced to prevent disturbances to public order. The Ministry of the Interior would like to inform the population of the exceptional measures put in place to ensure public safety, excuse me, security, and tranquility in the context of the recent riots. As part of our commitment to maintain order and stability in the affected areas, additional measures have been decided to prevent any form of violence and disturbance. From July 3rd today, and for a fixed period, temporary restrictions will be applied to internet access in certain specific neighborhoods during night hours. These restrictions aim to prevent the misuse of social media and online platforms to coordinate illegal actions and incite violence. Now, the expressed purpose here is to make sure that people who are doing rioting can't use the internet in order to aggregate, coordinate, or to do more violence. And that might be the case. Or it may be the case that you can't stream these riots so that the rest of the world can see that it's clearly Africans that are destroying France. Now, I feel bad for the French because your beautiful country is being torn apart by people who aren't supposed to be there, but are there. And now we're destroying it and your government's not doing anything about it. This reminds me of the 2020 Summer of Love in this nation, which I would not put it past the godless commies from repeating that page in their anti-American godless demonic playbook whereby they 
invoke and incite or hire political rioters and demonstrators to go up against property owners and the rule of law to convey to the American people, stay home so we can send out your ballots so that we can then fake and fraudulize your ballots and get back and steal elections from you. Fraudulize is another word I made up. This is all, again, because we're battining our freedom. Now, I want to say that this is what President Trump had to say about France, what, six years ago? Um, Mr. President had this to say. Go ahead. Go to France. I wouldn't go to France because France is no longer France. France is no longer France. They won't like me for saying that. France is no longer France. And this world better be very careful and they better get very tough and very smart. He's speaking about the problems and the ills of mass migration. Mass migration destroys nations. France has had mass migration from Libya, from Morocco, from, from Africa, and now look at France. And I'll just say this. It was Gaddafi that was killed by the United States government back in, what, 2013, 2014, maybe 2012, I forget when. And instead of being a liberation, they just basically assassinated the guy with the Air Force and the ground forces there. And Gaddafi said that if you take me out, Europe's overrun. Well, look at what's happened. As soon as you took out Libya, mass migration from Africa went into Europe. They're able to drive, you know, sail boats, just get in a motorboat and go from the the northern coast of Africa to the southern tip of, uh, of of Italy, and then boom, there they are. Changes nations. It's evil, and it should be stopped. Now, I want to do a segment called "The Army Is the Navy." For the longest time, the insults from people like myself towards the Navy was that they're full of a bunch of homos. You know, it's full of a bunch of uh, Nancy boys. They get on the boat, they get all, uh, you know, whatever, and then there they go. But you can't do that anymore. Which, by the way, was a good-natured ribbing of the Navy, and so it's not like to discredit people's service in the Navy. But if you've served in the military like myself, you can't objectively look at the military and say that it is in pristine fighting form. You can't look at it anymore and say that it is the bulwark of defense to go to, de to deter the enemies of the United States. Do we really think that they could win a multi-front industrialized war of maneuver against near-peer forces around the world today? No, I don't think that they could. Now, why do I believe that? Well, because I think that the army is starting to promote stuff like this. This is a, a man gallivanting as a woman in defiance of God, but in celebration of fornication. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Major Rachel Jones, and what pride means to me is celebrating that diversity is our strength as a nation and as an army. Pride means something very special to me as a LGBTQ individual, and it's a chance to show everyone what we have to offer in terms of the diverse skill sets that we bring and the diverse ways of thinking we bring into the team to make everything work better. I think uh, he couldn't pass a, a tape test. I don't think that he could pass a PT test. And so becoming a woman allows him access to be fatter and it allows him to be less performing on his physical aptitude test. That's what I think. That's the first thing I thought of. I did not think that this is a sick individual, although that's true. I thought he's trying to stay in the army so he can cash in his paycheck and get the perks. And so he's using the opportunism for him because if he's a major, then he's been in for a while. And if he's been in for a while and all of a sudden, now he's transgender. You like the benefits, you like the paycheck. You're that close to retirement to get a paycheck for the rest of your life. And so because you're fat and out of shape, you need to stay in the army to get your paycheck. And so you become a woman so you can accomplish all your dreams. This is how I believe the rotting out of the military is actually damaging this nation. But I'll also say this. This is the type of army that would be doing any kind of police action. This is the type of fo fighting fighting force that would try to be putting down any kind of insurrection that they would be identifying. Now, of course, I am a peaceful individual. I speak with love and I love the Constitution. I am not an enemy to the United States. I'm not an enemy to the United States Constitution. I support it. Amen. At the same time, I believe that there would be bad actors that as they're populating their ranks full of these contrivances... They're also going to be defanging themselves. Because while the rest of the army is not going to be getting the creme de la creme, they're going to be getting the fat of the land, 
the creme de la creme are going to be not in the military, which is going to be making for interesting engagements should these godless commies ever decide to press the people that are just asserting their rights as insurrectionists. Now I want to speak to the value of food that is not genetically modified. Here is a video about one person who made a decision, Vladimir Putin, made a decision about food and land in Russia with one secret ingredient. What did he make that based on? Watch this. Did you know that Vladimir Putin, the Russian's president, he's passed a law that any Russian who grows or sells genetically modified foods is to be considered a terrorist. He's even giving land away to Russians who will grow food organically, non-GMO. You put his name and GMO in Google app you'll read the spiel. He says, we Russians look across at the West, over, over medicated, overfed, sitting in front of boxes every night in their lounge rooms, eating food that has no nutrients. He said, and we know it's weakening the West. Is he right? Absolutely right. Yeah. So Vladimir Putin based a national strategy of growing organic food, non-genetic modified, non-pharmaceutical, non-vaccinated food organic food. He based his entire strategy on looking at the West. And this is one of those things that as someone in America, I look at this and I say, I wonder if it's true. You know, not the fact that he's doing, you know, non-genetic modified foods, but I wonder if he does look at the West and say, we're just going to do what the opposite is. Because there's, there's some discernment there. There's some, you know, if your enemy's just rotten to the core and doing stupid stuff and leading himself over a cliff, then you would say, okay, if he's going that way, we're just going to go this way. Let's just test that hypothesis. I'm going to do the opposite of what you're doing. Which, you know, in this regard, I, I agree that you should be eating clean food that's not messed up with vaccines and stuff. To that end, I want to talk to you about patriotswitch.com slash jaren patriotswitch.com slash jaren the best way to support my work is that but i want to talk to you about the riverbend ranch specifically the prime or high choice meats that you get whenever you sign up or whenever you purchase at patriotswitch.com they've got bundles they've got a bundle that's the ribeye bundle this is non-vaccinated, non-genetically modified food. It's delivered right to your doorstep. This is fresh American beef. This is the Smokers Bundle. And you can get that. You can get the, um, the filet and sirloin, which if I was France, I would be calling it whatever Africans say for filet. But this is filet and sirloin bundle. Right? There's the filet and sirloin bundle. None of this has vaccine. None of it is genetically modified. This is the New York Strip bundle. You can get all of this non-genetically modified, non-vaccinated food. You get all of this at um, the opportunity to go patriotswitch.com slash jaren, patriotswitch.com slash jaren, American manufacturing company that has partnered with Riverbend Farms that if you sign up, you'll either be contacted by myself or someone who works with me, and we're gonna be walking you through onboarding and welcoming you to a different way of doing direct purchasing. It's a direct purchase, so it's just like going to the store and purchasing what you want, but it's also done in the private to where it's not gonna be a godless commie corporatist like Amazon, Walmart, or any other big box stores. You can cancel at any time. There's no cost to cancel. There's no uh, loss at that point, but it is a different way to purchase in the private that supports an American-made company, gets you access to meats delivered directly to your door, non-genetically modified, non-vaccine, and it's a great way to support my work. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Appreciate your time on that regard. Let's go to our next one. Chat GPT, this artificial intelligence program where you can go to the internet, plug stuff in, like say, write a poem about whatever, and it pff, spits it out. Chat GPT is in a lawsuit for scraping public knowledge. I want to look at this a little bit further, but first, let's watch this video. ChatGPT creator OpenAI is being accused of stealing vast amounts of personal information to train its artificial intelligence models. A 157-page lawsuit plaintiffs are alleging OpenAI violated privacy laws by secretly scraping 300 billion words from the internet, tapping books, articles, websites, 
and posts, including personal information that was obtained without consent. We will continue to track that and seek OpenAI's comments. Now, what's interesting to me, let's get to what the law is. In America, we've got the Constitution. The Constitution secures your rights to be secured in your people, your in your persons, your papers, your effects, in your place, and in your homes. You also have uh, the right to privacy secured in your state constitutions. So you have a right that's secured by the Constitution. Now, let's just say that ChatGPT is working only in America. This is information that is out on the public. It's out on the internet. It's stuff that you've written. It's your social media account. It's all these other kinds of things. There are terms and conditions deep down into those types of things that say that you agree with this and you agree with that and you agree with this. You need to understand that there is, in order for the law to do anything, there has to be a controversy. There has to be this party versus that party. Here you have ChatGPT, ostensibly a private company, using its proprietary technology to scrape, to look at your profile, to collect that information and just consolidate it like a big squirrel collecting up all the digital nuts of the world, putting it in the tree so that they can then benefit at a time uh, later on. So here what's going on is that people have filed a 157-page lawsuit specifying all these different things. Now, I'm not necessarily against this, but think about what's going on. Lawyers on one side, lawyers on the other side, lots of stuff going up against these interests. Why not? Why not, as just the, the you, the people, why not say to the entity that you're suing, ChatGPT or whatever parent organization that owns them whoever is owning the thing that's doing the stuff that's trespassing your privacy why don't you do a common law action to them swearing that you have the right to privacy and that they violated it show the damage that that's done to your privacy right you need to be able to, to swear to that truthfully to that why don't you do common law action to them why don't you cut through the entire process and get in personam jurisdiction over an entity that's trespassed your rights you don't need the courts. You don't need a you know, you don't need the lawyers, you don't need the statutes. You've got the constitution that equips you to do that. Why don't you do it that way? Now, uh, not going into you know, I'm just asking questions. I'm not a lawyer, haven't been to law school, not practicing law. But it seems to me that people make money off of court actions. They make money off of lawsuits. They make money off of these things. And that you and I, normal people, we don't understand how to navigate these systems. So the people who do know how to navigate these systems are the ones that are making money off of these systems. So while this story looks at the violation of privacy, the real question I would have is, have you yielded that by participating in public? That's an interesting question. But ultimately for me as a common law guy, I look at this and I say, listen, if you've got the right to privacy, that's secured and there's no statute of limitation on when someone can have trespassed your privacy to when you assert your right to uh, get justice for that trespass and if you understand that why are you yoking up with a bunch of people with the 775 page thing that says someone's done all these other things when you just say listen you trespass my privacy i swear to it you you have the opportunity to respond like there's, there's there's so much more basic ways to respond to things but we haven't been taught and so I see this story and I say, yeah, that's an interesting conversation. There certainly is the opportunity for ChatGPT to scrape all this information, to use it against the people. I also believe that that's what Elon Musk was going up against, the, the defense intelligence agencies, uh, the CIA, those, the NSA, those types of things, by, by limiting the, the number of posts people can see on Twitter by scraping those posts, ostensibly that these people will hook their AI into a into their social media account. And then they'll just scour the web for everything and they'll just consolidate it and they'll log it all into these massive computers so that they know everything. That they're trying to aggregate the world's knowledge. First of all, I don't give my fear to anything but God uh, or anyone but God. And so this idea that you're gonna have a one world government that knows everything, you're approximating, I should say you're attempting to approximate omniscience and look at how they're failing. Look at how they can't do it. So there's the first thing. Don't be afraid of anyone but God. Don't fear the one that can destroy your body, but fear the one that can destroy your body and your soul in hell. Amen. 
So because I fear God, I look at these people trying to get omniscience, recognizing that they can't, that they never will, and then understanding that really because God gave me my rights and those are secured in the Constitution, I, if I understood common law, could go against anybody trespassing my rights because that's the highest form of law. Interesting. I guarantee you, you won't have many conservative pundits talk about it like that. What you will do is you'll have people speculate, oh, this is what's coming, we're going to stop it, we're going to turn everything. No, 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 no. You're using hopium to say that things are happening that will solve everything for you. When Jaron just said, fear God, he's the one that can destroy your soul in hell, believe the gospel, the Constitution secures your rights, and you, if you understood common law, could assert your rights at any time against anybody that's trespassed them. Simple, biblical truth versus complexity and hopium and I really hope this comes through because my world sucks and I want something different. Find Jesus. I just want to say that religion is slavery. This meme pointed it out. Religion is slavery. I choose not to be a slave. And of course, the meme shows someone, balding, uh, you know, white guy, watching Pornhub, eating bad food, Netflix, TikTok, marijuana, and video games. This seems to be kind of like the the uh, the average, you know, person in our society. People that are just fixated. They are enslaved to other things. The Bible talks about religion, specifically the book of James said that pure and undefiled religion is that of taking care of orphans and widows. So I'm not against religion, but religion is a slave-like relationship. I'm just a slave to Christ. So yes, of course, religion's a slave relationship. You are in service. You are in bondage. You are tied to who you serve. Who is your master? And if you are your master, then you're a slave to the idol of yourself. So there's still a slavery dynamic. If you are agnostic, well, I don't believe in anything. Well, then you're a slavery to stupidity because it's obvious that there is something to believe in, someone to believe in, and you denying the obviousness of it has made you a slave to your moron stupidity where you're saying, well, la, 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 I'm not going to pay attention because I don't want the moral weight on my conscience, so I'm not going to give you that presupposition. People are slaves in the religion, no doubt. I am a slave to Christ, and because of that I'm free. Because of him, because of his blood shed, you know, being shed, washing away my sins, and his resurrection, I am free. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. I get liberty and freedom and eternal life. I get salvation and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-respect. I get self-control. I get all of those things in Christ. So people want to not religion. Well, you're just a Christian and you're, got, you're a slave. Amen. I'm a slave to the only master that matters. I'm a slave to the creator of the universe, the alpha, the omega, the king of kings, the lord of lords. I want him to come now. I want to go home. I want to be with him forever. But until he comes, he's got me working. He's got me fighting. He's got me advancing and conquering. So I'm going to use some satire against your stupid meme. And I'm going to shove the fact that you are an indulgent, self-disrespecting slave right down your throat. And I'm going to say, believe the gospel. <laughs> I just saw this video of this guy, this young man, this 15-year-old kid. He's just savage. Talking about the differences between literacy and the ability to read. I think there's a brilliant point here. Watch this commentary follows. Uh, language warning. Five, four, three, two, one. I didn't know that I was going to be sitting talking to a bunch of illiterate people who don't know how to read. You're you know? literally 15. What do you know? You know how to read. Yes, I do know how to read. Name 10 books. Are you serious? Yes, 100%. Name 10 books. Well, I've read Game of Thrones. I'm obsessed with like the Twilight the series. Game of Thrones, the series? What's, what's the book called? It's not called Game of Thrones. It's just uh, trying to come up with a bunch of nonsense and she can't name any actual books. Bro, shut up, kid. Ten books. You're changing the subject, okay, three actually. three books. Three books. Okay. Well, the Game of Thrones series. It's not a book. Twilight I want, I series. I want the name it of the book. book. It is a book. It is a book. No, but I want the name you of the book. You know what? I'll Google the book right now. Okay, Matter of fact, you want to show me the the point. Let me show you, me show you the series since you don't, you don't believe me. I'll, I'll show you since right. you don't believe me. The book is called The uh, Song of Ice and Fire Now Before You Embarrass Yourself by looking up the name of a book. 
She couldn't even actually name a single book she doesn't know how to read. She's clearly illiterate. Now, I I love this video and I kind of don't like this video. I don't like the video of like where our culture is. But then I, I, I think this is probably just the fact that now I'm older and now I'm an old person. And because now I'm an old person, I look at people younger than me and I'm like, oh, young people, they're just, they're just missing out. They just don't know. So I want to be very mindful of that. I want to be very mindful of that. As, as a recently transitioned young person into old person, because I now my, my, my hair is getting white and gray. As a, as, a, as a new old person, I want to be very uh, open to the fact that these are just, you know, just young people and that's how they are. Like, that's how I was. Um, so there's that. At the same time, I think that there's wisdom in the young man's point where he's pointing out that you're illiterate. You're illiterate, but what he's really saying is you don't remember the books that you read. You don't integrate them into your experience. So you can read something. You can have the ability to read words, but if you don't integrate the wisdom or the knowledge or the perspective of that book, you're actually undermining the purpose of the author and you're not benefiting from it. So the passage of time is just a blank space. It doesn't actually improve or build on you at all. And so by him saying, name three books, name ten books, she doesn't have the mind to remember them. She doesn't have the mind to know their titles. And then she's like, well, I'll just Google it. And that's the issue. The issue is that knowledge is just a touch away on a smartphone. And because knowledge is a touch away on a, on a smartphone, it's not integrated into who you are. Which really gets at the fact that your knowledge is just based on the query that you have. Based on the questions that you have. And if you're asking Google, you may be asking non-Bible questions. You may be asking unwise questions to now a man-made entity that's going to spit forth to you artificially intelligence calibrated answers to questions that if asked correctly would still get you the wrong rendered answer. Do you see how that's like a problem? And so the young man, 15-year-old guy, even though he's got earrings on, uh, he's, he's saying, you know, you're not literate because you don't know the titles of the books. What he's really saying is you don't remember what you read, so you're not in pursuit of knowledge. And because you're not in pursuit of knowledge, you're, re in, you're reliant on something else for your knowledge, which is why she picked up the phone and went for it. My kids don't know how to use smartphones. I will boast and brag on that all day. I think that's a good thing. But what matters most, what matters most is the gospel. There's a, uh, there, there's, a, there's a graphic here that says how Americans have changed over time. This is from YouGov. YouGov, taken uh, a couple weeks ago. You say right there, generous. 50% of Americans were considered to be generous in 1948. Today, 12% of Americans are considered generous. Today, 48% of Americans are considered selfish versus 28% in 1948. Now that speaks to me about the fact that there are now this now again this is not truth this is a statistic based on polls based on people giving their input so it's certainly it's just a snapshot of time speaking about the people's opinions of things at that time but if 50% of Americans were seen as generous in 1948 and 12% are seen as generous today what does that suggest to you about how people perceive how how Americans perceive other Americans our nation is fractured. It's frayed. And I believe that's because we don't believe the gospel. We don't fear God. We don't have the gospel, which is the fact that we are sinners. We need him. We need his shed blood to wash away our sins. We need to believe that he rose from the grave physically. We need to believe that. When we believe that, we are born again. We are guaranteed assured everlasting life because he is good and we are not. That it is the spirit who regenerates us, who changes us, who makes us alive. And now that we are alive in him, we get to use everything that we have for him, for his glory. We can tell other people about Jesus. We can live uh, as though uh, you know we are doing all things for him. We can read the Bible to let the Bible tell us how to think. We can read those things. We can do those things. We can pray fast, all these things. But if you look at your country, it's objectively going downhill. Now, I believe that the gospel conquers the world. I believe that Jesus is the king of kings. I believe that he's sovereign. I believe he's on the throne. And I believe that his gospel is how he wants the world to be conquered for him. And so that has to be advanced the way that he advanced it, 
which is picking up your cross and dying. Dying to yourself because you love someone else greater than you. That's how it's got to be done. Now, that can look all sorts of different ways. It could be look on doing a podcast on the internet, handing out tracts on the street, praying for your neighbor, fasting and denying yourself food because you're uh, you know overindulgent. You need to learn what it's like to rely more on God than on the supermarket. It could be doing all sorts of things. It could be, you know what, we're going to cash out our life savings to pay for our grandkids to be able to go to homeschool. Or I'm going to move closer to them so that I can homeschool them so that they're not being susceptible to Caesar and the Roman schools. Or it's the fact that, you know what, I'm, uh, you know, if you're the wife or and you're the mom and you have a job and a career, maybe you give that up to go be with your kids because that's shaping generations. That's building a nation. What's not building a nation is is going and spending your time you know being paid by someone who's not in your family doing something that doesn't shape the generations now you might say well Jaron I need to go make the money to in order to pay for my family and I say amen completely recognize that have you done a budget audit have you stripped down the fancy things in your life have you asked for help from a local congregation have you asked for someone to share those burdens with why don't you co-op with the people that you know? If you don't know anybody, take the time to go know them. I guarantee you probably know all the Kardashian sisters' names. You probably know their brother's name too. And if that's the case, then your priorities are based on knowledge that you get from Google and not knowledge that you got in the book. Stuff, stuff is not going to be the, the, the best, awesomest time ever. You're going to go through pain. You're going to go through tribulation. It's guaranteed. But at the beginning of all that, I should say at this, the, the beginning of solving all of that is the gospel. And that's the fact that Jesus Christ, virgin born, lived the perfect sinless life. He took the cross. He died in our place. His shed blood washes away our sins. He was buried and three days later he physically rose from the grave. If you believe that, you are born again. That, that's the key. Do you know Christ and does Christ know you? There's a lot of people that will mentally, I, I got this uh, this weekend from a guy on Telegram. There, will, there are a lot of people who will mentally, um, uh, you know, ascribe, they'll mentally ascend to a dogmatic position and they will be so self-righteous in their dogmatic position, but they don't benefit the fruit of a new heart. They don't, they don't, I shouldn't say that they, they, they don't, demonstrate the fruit of a new heart. They don't demonstrate that they have been changed. They don't demonstrate that they've been made anew. I believe that this is a really hard time for a lot of people. I believe that this is a very hard time for a lot of people. I also believe that the quicker you get to God, the closer your face gets to the dust, the quicker you get on your face, and the quicker you recognize that he's in charge, I believe that his blessing is right around the corner. Not because he's transactional. Not because you pray and then he gives. It's because whenever you obey and you are doing what he wants, because he is good, then he blesses. And even then his blessing might not look the way that you want it to look. It may look like your reputation getting destroyed. It may look like getting sued by people who are godless commies. It may look like losing lots of money. It may look like being horribly damaged in ways that you're just sitting there going, what am I supposed to do? But he's faithful. He's faithful. And that's good. Believe the gospel, my friends. Folks, thanks for watching. The best way that you can help me is at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, a 100% American manufacturing company. Take your money that you spend already, that you're already spending, and switch it over to this American company. Myself or someone will call you. We will text you. We will email you, potentially, and say, hey, when's a good time for us to talk because we want to introduce you into what this community does. It's not just about going to the marketplace, not going to the grocery store anymore and just buying things directly. It's about bringing you on to a new way of doing things, completely different dynamic. That is at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Another option, and I ask that you continue to do this, our humble whole bean coffee, air roasted coffee. 
delicious coffee. Organic, no additives, no preservatives. Exactly how God would make coffee if God had an air roaster to put on a cushion of air. It is because it's air roasted. Nothing's been uh, burnt or molested with industrial mechanisms. It hasn't been loaded up with a bunch of fake stuff. It's coffee the way that God designed it because it's natural and organic and fair trade. That is at humblewb.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee portions of proceeds goes to male Bibles around the nation. That is, and this is my main thing that I want to do. Members there are facilitating the distribution of God's word, which I believe the world needs. I believe the world needs. Uh, and then lastly, we've got all the things available at livelocal.store for those people who don't want to do the Patriot Switch or who do and they want to do more, amen? There's an opportunity to be a monthly member, to just be a monthly con uh, contributor, to keep the work that I do going because that this is how I do it. Um, there's hats and there's hoodies. There's the books, the Christian Nationalism book, the, the classic Live Local Field Manual 1.0 Basics is there as well. There's all sorts of opportunities at livelocal.store. And then lastly, we still do the, um, send me the email. Oh, that was the common law people. <laughs> send me an email at, uh, at, uh, gospelgown at livelocal.store and we'll send you a gospel gown. I had someone send me the, uh, the other day that, uh, her father passed away and, you know, he was struggling. And one of the last things he did, he said, I want to put that thing on. So one of his last acts was to, he died in a gospel gown. He was dying of cancer. Um, death sucks. It's not good. Uh, but that's where we need to remove its sting. Or I should say we need, we need to believe the gospel so that God removes death's sting from us. Because whenever you believe the gospel, you have eternal life. And then obviously the common law seminar. Uh, I mean, if, if you haven't signed up for that, um, <laughs> like that, like that's worth that's worth at least one million dollars. It's worth at least one million dollars. You get a free uh, Black's Law dictionary. You get formatted twelve hours worth of content, taking you from the Garden of Eden to advanced uh, affidavits against government actors or entities to get rid of machines and elections. I mean, it's it, it like if people want something to do. They need to learn what's true, learn what's written, and then put it into action. And that's the Common Law Seminar at thecommonlawpeople.com. Appreciate your time. Until next time, uh, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Even though tomorrow's the 4th of July, I intend to do a stream. It'll, it'll be America's birthday. We'll talk about America. Amen. Until that, that time, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.